five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of NCP. I am your host, Matt. And I'm your co-host, Joe. I'm your other co-host, Justin. And today, we will be talking about expectations. Yes, it is a very broad topic, but we have a little um, idea of, I guess, what we're going to talk about in terms of whether we set expectations for ourselves or when others set expectations for ourselves. And so today, to discuss this special topic, we have a very special guest, Smit Potari. Please introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Smit. Um, I'm a senior at Plainview High School, and uh, it's an honor to be on the show. Really, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm, of course. And like with any guest, we also discuss our guest MBTI. And if you want to introduce that for our viewers. Uh, yeah, so my personality type showed up as um, console, so ESFJ-A. Mm-hmm. And with every single MBTI test, we also go over, I guess, strengths and weaknesses that are tied with their MBTI. So we'll go over one strength, and that is a strong sense of duty. Is that something you agree with or disagree with? Yeah, I do definitely agree with that. Um, in terms of like responsibility, uh, it's very, um, I guess, mainly in terms of my family uh, when I'm told something to do, whether it be my parents or my sister, it's something that I hold to the highest standard that if I'm told something to do, whether it be completing a task or um, whatever it might be, I find that that has to be done before anything else. And that's the same thing with friends. Like if I'm asked something, um, I try my best to get it done uh, before anything else, because I just find that responsibility is definitely important in my life. And one weakness that you may disagree with or agree with is that you're vulnerable to criticism. Actually, I do agree with that. Um, mm. it, it's to an extent, though. Uh, when when something is very like if it's like a project or if it's something that I'm working on that's like very close to my heart, I find mm. criticism is hard to take in terms of like it will hurt, but it's like even though you're it's criticism and it'll help you in the long run, it does initially hurt. Um, mm. But that's only for something that I would invest a lot of time into. Um, but if it's just like general conversations and things like that, I take it in a positive way because at the end of the day, it's something that is going to help you in the long run. And, um, regardless if people are looking out for you in a positive light or a negative light in terms mm-hmm. of how you reflect on yourself, I think that if I take it in a positive way, it always works out better. Mm. Is this the first time you're taking this type of test? Actually, yeah, I've never taken a personality oh. test before. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out is that it says for weaknesses, inflexible and reluctant to innovate or improvise. And well, at least for me, I feel like that's total opposite. But would you agree with that for yourself? Uh, no, I actually would disagree. I'm pretty, I'm pretty flexible and I, I'm pretty sure I've been able to do things on the fly. Like if uh, something doesn't work out, I just come up with a different solution um, pretty quickly. That's just like, who I am, how I, and that's how I think 
I don't sit there and just like reflect on how to do it. I just quickly come up with a different way of doing something and just move on. Um, so yeah, I would disagree with that. The main way I think, like the first way I think of something when I hear like uh, spontaneous is like working habits. So would you say, do you like set a plan daily for like what you want to accomplish in terms of your schoolwork or whatever else you're trying to accomplish? Or is it more of like, you just do it whenever you feel like it. Um, no, I actually am. I actually find that structure is uh, works out better for me than just like um, having things just whenever I get the feeling that I want to do it. More of because if I find structure, I find that things I get things done quickly. Um, so yeah, organization and and um, having things. Like, I guess you can say, quote unquote, to do list and like planning out what I want to accomplish in a day. Um, I find myself doing that pretty often, but it comes naturally. Like, it's not something that I have to put my mind to where I have to, like, okay, I'm going to make a list. It's more like I have, like, a, I always have um, this is actually kind of an interesting fact. I always have a post it notepad on my desk with a pen. And, like, if you see my desk, I have like post it notes all over the bottom of my computer. And I just like pick up a, um, whenever I have something that I need to like write down, just pick up post a note and just like quickly jot it down and just keep on making lists. So then after like, I make sure that I don't forget it, like things like that. Like I find myself very organized in that sense. Interesting. I don't know if I can speak for the other hosts, but I am very opposite to that. I yeah. used to use like the school agendas back yeah, in yeah. middle school. But there was like a switch, like a switch that like somewhere in middle school where I never used the agendas anymore. And mm. I just try to remember what I did in class and then just yeah. do it. Yeah. I remember uh, Smith showing me like one of his homework planners on his uh, computer, I think sophomore or junior year. And I'm like, wow, it's very organized and I should try that out because uh it's the more important years of high school and i gotta be on top of things and that lasted for like a week <laughs> yeah. I, stopped it. I, still, I still use it i still use it oh wow it's like yeah i i just find it that um why waste more energy trying to remember it when like i hear the teacher say it once in class i just jot it down in that app because it's super quick mm. it's like on my computer so it's not like i gotta pull anything out that's why yeah i similar to justin i stopped using the agenda in like sophomore year um mm. because i just didn't find it of use um because it's not something very convenient i guess in in a sense like a lot of our work we do is on our laptops so yeah. i just found an app that i could use and i just quickly jot things down in that app before um i forget and it's kind of it's pretty helpful that makes so much sense what you said, like why waste energy trying to remember? And that's exactly what I do. I waste my time and energy trying to remember. Asking, asking people. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I find myself asking people like what we did in class or what our work is. And I don't know Any... why I just stop doing that and write it down. I just can't, I guess gets really tiring for the person who is constantly asked what what to do tomorrow or like what do we do in class like <laughs> do we have a test this week <laughs> 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 okay. 
Anyways, uh, I think we can move on to the next segment of where we talk about how we uh, met the guest. And I can start this one off. I think it was sixth grade, correct? Where you moved to Plainview? Seventh, seventh grade. Seventh, seventh grade. Okay. I think we had Spanish together, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I first met you. I don't remember yeah. the teacher, though. I, I actually remember the exact moment I met you. It was a very, uh, I, I don't know why I remember this, but um, we were in Miss Roerig's Spanish class, uh, seventh grade, and you sat next to me and Gamzo sat behind you, one of our friends. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> and we, the first time we had like an interaction was when we had that like little skit project and we all were wearing like basketball jerseys um and we were like working together and you remember like i got i was wearing like a porzingis jersey that gamzo gave me <laughs> um and yeah so we did that skit together in class um and that was like the first time we like actually like interacted i can't say for sure if i remember that skit <laughs> but <laughs> after that first class i think we ended up having a lot of similar classes like throughout the rest of our like school yeah i think years. in uh was it last year that we had the exact same schedule besides band and orchestra or was that sophomore year one of the years we had the exact same schedule class I think it was class sophomore class. year yeah and then just band and orchestra was the only different classes and then everything yeah. else was the same yeah that's how probably got to know you better through the many classes that we had together yeah. I don't know when I first met you. <laughs> my my memory is just you weren't there and then you're there. <laughs> Somewhere in middle school, yeah. Um my I remember um I have a vague recollection of meeting you in the cafeteria um when towards the beginning like my first or second day of school um in Plainview uh we were you guys were like sitting at one of the tables near like you remember like the door of the cafeteria and you guys used to sit in that middle table um and i just mm. sat down there and i was just i like i noticed you and joe um and brian and matt like you all got you all of you guys like sat together um and i remember seeing you there but my first like vivid memory was both of us in mr pillock's class like uh history class and we used to race to who can write down the do now first you remember that yes yes no, I remember. <laughs> yeah so like it was, it was me, yeah. me you and garrett and we used yeah. to race to who can write the do now first so that yeah. was a very vivid memory i was <laughs> in unparalleled in writing speed no one could meet me <laughs> i disagree but <laughs> i think your your memory is a little clouded well the, the thing is what comes with fast writing there is a downside of bad handwriting so oftentimes yeah. I cannot read my own notes, <laughs> but as long as I copied the fastest, <laughs> I would. Yeah, sure. I think it was the same thing for me. Um, like Smith was nowhere, and then he just kind of popped up, <laughs> and then yeah. yeah, it was seventh grade. Um, I remember, like, the last two years in middle school, we all just played basketball, and then I guess that's how I kind of got to know Smith and then going into high school, I would say like 10th grade Spanish was probably 
um, the class that got us like the closest because, you know, like us four, we would always do like Spanish projects together and we'd create like pretty cringy videos, but it's pretty, it was pretty fun making that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I think that's the same for me. I think I, our meeting you was definitely more of when we just like played basketball when you guys like came to my house and we were just playing yeah. court in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess the yeah, Spanish class and, um, just more of those projects working together. We, we mm -hmm. like met more and had more interactions. Yeah. Okay. So then with that out of the way, let's move to our TMI segment where we <laughs> each talk about one interesting fact about ourselves in recent times and I can just start off. So, uh, about a month ago, all right. So I use AirPods, and about a month ago, I lost my right AirPod, which is the one that I use the most. Like if I'm using one, it's gonna be in my right ear, and I lost it. And I was too lazy to look for it because I know it's in my house, but I was too lazy to look for it, and I just got used to using it in my left ear. And then fast forward a month to like now. I lost my left one last night, <laughs> so I was really sad today, but I knew it was like somewhere in near my bed because like I was, had it sleeping in my bed, I guess. I forgot to take it off, and I m went through great uh, depths to move around my bed furniture, and luckily I found my left one today, so I'm very relieved that I at least can use one side. So you still don't know where the right one is? Nope. Dude, it's really? gone. <laughs> it's literally been exactly... Your dog ate it? If not. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, she bit on them before. So oh. they have, like, dent marks. Rip. Yeah. But they function fine. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. I guess I can share my TMI next. Um, I mentioned in a... Uh, prior episode that I was working on this uh, project of trying to start a YouTube channel for like drum covers and I can I can say that today uh, I posted my first error video it's not public but I can easily just bake it it's unlisted for now but it is a huge step in the process of getting my uh, videos out there and it, it involves some trial and errors with uh, different audios and camera angles and I had to get used to the editing software I used DaVinci Resolve uh, nothing special I, I just sync the audio and video with the original song and try to match it up and yeah my first first one's out of the way and I'm looking forward to adding on to my collection mm. uh, i'll go into my tmi um so it was yesterday night uh around like seven so for nhs which is like honor society in our school uh we had to participate in this book reading club so um i had to read this book um it was called the bridge home and it was about um this family or the, these two girls that ran away from their like abusive 
household um and then just going through their own journey and what kind of surprised me was that we had to do this club with middle schoolers so i i thought this book was just not appropriate but that was just how i thought and um i guess going through that club i realized like these middle schoolers are like way different from what i thought like middle schoolers were like when we were middle schoolers like i really didn't expect them to read like this kind of book and at least for myself i'm not um someone who like reads a lot but like i realized like these kids find something meaningful in reading so um i guess like if the viewers have a book you like could recommend i'll definitely like try it out yeah pretty cool yeah um, i i miss reading man <laughs> yeah i think like the types of books i read were like tired if it wouldn't be kid or like <laughs> did it we all of books yeah for like those I, reading logs too i think reading like, was fun when we didn't we were not told to read once we once we were like told to read i think it becomes a more of a task than yeah. an enjoyment type of thing i feel like the moment i stop like reading for fun is when like i guess high school where like you can't afford to like i guess yeah takes time yeah. out of your day and just sit down and read you know yeah <laughs> yeah and if you are reading it's probably reading a book that you don't want to put as part of your english class mm-hmm. yeah true um, yeah i think yeah throughout yeah, high school it was like reading summaries online of books instead of you know, <laughs> like sitting down and like actually reading them yeah. but that was at least just me i think that's the majority yeah yeah mm-hmm. agreed only the sweaty um, kids actually read sweaty kids. <laughs> that's true that's true though that's true <laughs> it's it's where your focus is if you if you have a different focus then sometimes you just don't find the right moments to sit down and read mm-hmm. um, that's true so i could go into my tmi um this is kind of like a not personally like an interesting fact about me but Recently, I was actually talking to Joe and Justin about this recently. Um, I was watching these two shows. Um, one was on Prime and one was on Netflix. The Netflix show was called The Baker and the Beauty. It's like it's definitely like a like a fun, heartwarming show. In times, it's like a it's like a uh, short like rom com type of show. But what was so interesting was it was very new in the sense that all of the main crew of the show like the the main um cast of the show they're all like have a hispanic background and what they do through the show is like they subtly um like emphasize the need of diversity and the need to um and they promote like uh the the goodness in like the lgbt community it's very it's a very well put show um and then of course like if you're if you have if you just want to have that um time to watch like a heartwarming like love romantic type of show that's like the show for you it's like you you'll get into it and uh there's like a lot of cliffhangers so um you will definitely like binge the show if you get interested into it um yeah so that's that one and then on prime 
I was watching like uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. To be honest, the only reason why I actually watched, like I actually got into it first was because I saw uh, John Krasinski on like the, the cover, who's like Jim from The Office. Um, so I kind of got into it. And then when I was watching it, it was actually like pretty interesting. It's about like uh, the fight against like terrorism and it's a very uh, modern type of show in the sense that they are, they take a very different twist. It's not like militaristic in the fact that it's all like war and things of that sort, but it's very different in um, how they portray this like fight against terrorism and fight against like international threats and that sort. So it's a very like action packed show. There's a lot of cliffhangers, a lot of cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and keeps you on your toes. Very interested. So I recommend those two shows to anybody who wants to um, pass some time. What was Do you the, often like, watch a lot of shows? Not really. I I only find myself watching shows like usually at night. If I have times on Fridays, that's about it. Um, usually I'm pretty busy in terms of like finishing school stuff and other um, yeah. extracurricular stuff. So I don't find time to watch a lot of uh, shows but recently now that like senior is almost like tapering tapering off uh i got more time and on fridays and saturdays like i think i have a little bit more time so yeah not too often but sometimes nice yeah good shows if you guys want if the listeners are interested in passing some time highly recommend them yeah and now to get into our main topic we will start off with starting question, and um, this is one that our guest will start off answering with. And so, the first question is: What were your expectations going into high school? Wow, uh, that is a very um, filled. That's a powerful question, to be honest. Um, <laughs> see, when I when I was like starting off in ninth grade. Um, I could tell you that what I thought of high school, my perspective of going into high school and how I wanted to do in high school has completely changed um, mm. now that we're in senior year. At first, yeah. like in ninth grade, just coming fresh out of middle school, um, knowing that like middle school, even though it was like, for us, at least it was pretty easy, at least for me, I, I found middle school not to be too stressful or too hard. And I kept that same mindset of like, trying to have straight A's in all my classes uh, mm. and thinking that if I just put in the work, um, I'll manage to have like almost perfect averages on all my classes. And that I want, that's what I expected. I wanted to have perfect averages in all my classes or at least try to keep maintain a, um, a high GPA. And uh, But I like quickly realized that high school is really, you have to find a perfect balance between what you're doing in school and what you're doing outside of school because like it's not like at the end of the day everything that we're doing in high school in addition to it being for us for ourselves to make ourselves like better human beings um it's also you have to set yourself up to be successful if you plan on going to college so in terms of that you have to find a good balance so i quickly realized that my expectation of being um like having perfect averages and doing like everything that I wanted to do. It's not that feasible. Um, Mm -hmm. But I managed to 
change my perspective over time and find myself in the better i have a better uh take on high school now than definitely in ninth grade well for me one thing that like i guess it started in like later elementary school but no no, no sorry later middle school into high school uh because my brother's like a year older than me so I saw him doing more work than I did every year. So I thought going into the next year of school, I'd be like more busy, more workload, less free time. But every year that passed, like that never really did. I guess I could say it still hasn't really happened. I feel like I have a decent amount of free time every year. And <laughs> so, yeah, wait, my point from this for people who are younger than me is uh to not stress too much about like workload because if you manage it well it's really not much at all and then that leaves a lot of uh room to do outside of school activities which i think are mm-hmm. really important yeah but also like finding what you're passionate about which is probably Actually, I don't know about more important, but like equally as important as extracurriculars. Some people like, I don't know. It seems like they're doing so much more, but for me, I did nothing. But like in the end, it still equates to like the same thing. So I guess there are some people who need. I don't want to say it this way. Okay, there are some people who like to put more effort and find satisfaction in um investing more of their effort into uh their work so they're more like proud of it and passionate about like their own product but that's not really me at the moment at least (laughs) and also some people just have different working habits and like they need more time to grasp certain topics compared to others Mm -hmm. and you might just be a quick learner and be able to understand the content at a quicker pace but I also, definitely agree with what Justin said at, with like in terms of workload because especially for junior year I think um they're like everyone says oh junior year your hardest year right got to grind that and then like really looking back on it and this is pre covid too so like when things were normal I think like in terms of workload if you just put uh your stuff down and do the work you'll have like justin said like good amount of free time to do uh extracurriculars or whatever and but then that didn't really apply to me because i would get distracted procrastinate and end up always sleeping after 12 but Mm. i knew in the back of my head like this isn't that much work but yet here I am on my bed watching YouTube at like one in the morning. But even with procrastination, I still felt like I had a lot of free time. So in my mind, if I hear a high school student saying like, oh, I'm sleeping so late every day because I have all this work piling yeah. up. Mm. Hard cap. Hard <laughs> cap. You're, you have to ask them, <laughs> what else are you doing besides schoolwork? Because yeah. there is no shot yeah. you're taking schoolwork your school is taking that much time. Yeah. Don't believe that. But there were SQ3 hours, which... That is true. Considerable amount of time. 
even and some like, people yeah yeah and some people actually want to like do them genuinely mm. yeah. and i didn't do that because mm. i really yeah. think like you got to pick and choose like which classes like you're gonna uh spend more of your energy on and mm. look at the end goal and see what's worth it at the end sure because yeah some assignments you can afford to not try and you'll still get the same result even if you uh tried your 110 percent mm-hmm. what about like briefly what about uh, expectations of college applications because i know we're all pretty much done mm. um going into it i knew that like college admissions is completely random and nobody knows how exactly they work so yeah besides like standard benchmarks in terms of like stats gpa stuff like that after that it comes down to luck Mm. so yeah i I went into every decision with no expectation i i agree with joe um i i fortunately um have an older sister who's one year older than me so I was able to like live through the college process, um, just watching her, but without the stress. Um, and I found that my sister put like hours and hours of time into her application and like reviewing her essays and things of that sort, like the Common App. And in in the end, I feel like despite everything that you do, um, I, I this is my personal take on college itself like you can have expectations um because college it is an unpredictable process um but at the end of the day i think it's just where you're destined to go and where you are where you're gonna thrive is where you're gonna end up i don't see that Mm. um people are making it to places where they won't um if if you put in if you put in the work and you find that um like you put in enough work and you're meeting every meeting every standard that you need to meet i think that you would thrive at that wherever you really end up but then on the same on the same side like you i think that everybody has some sort of expectation in terms of where you want to end up in which school if you do have a preference um but at the end of the day one school might turn out to be better for you than the other um and you might not even know it yeah I think I feel the same way as uh, Joe and Smith. Um, kind of going into it, I kind of knew that it was going to be stressful. It was going to take a long time. And even right now, I'm still kind of in that process because I'm deciding on like what college I want to go to. Um, but I think in the end, like Smith said... Um, I'm fine wherever I go because I know that wherever I do end up, it's where I'm kind of supposed to be at. And um, even if it's the college that uh, you may not like the most, you definitely should make the most out of it. And um, yeah, even knowing how stressful it was, I still felt stressed, but definitely wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. For me, I thought like the biggest worry going into it for me was 
Like I, there's nothing special about me, and there's nothing to like write about, or I have no like outside of school activities. But you're going to get your application done by the deadline, probably for most people. Anyway, so that's not something you should be too concerned about. And even for me, who I like, I feel like I've done little, very little extracurricular activities. I was able to fill up. A majority of the activities page so even if you think you have nothing to write about or no nothing to fill up your application with there's you can like write about anything you want and you're always gonna have something to write about and something to fill the application with and you're mm. always yeah you're guaranteed to meet that deadline so there's, it's not too worrisome I just wanted to reiterate like what Smith said. Um, I think for me, since like sophomore or junior year, I've always had the mindset like no matter where you go, as long as you work hard and put in the effort, you will succeed. Now it may be easier if to get to a certain point if you go to a say more prestigious school with the brand name, but regardless, if you put in that work, I think you can succeed anywhere you go. So that goes back to how I set my expectations for like the whole college applications where I wasn't really stressed about what the results were going to be because I knew at the end I would go where I'm meant to be and I was confident like in myself to know that I would put in the work once I did get there. Mm-hmm. To to actually piggyback off of what Joe was saying, um, I find this uh, my take on the whole educational process a little bit different from most people in terms of when when you take school and college, like for example, I find that using I don't think that when you go to college, like your main focus is doing well through college, but then some people. Some people oftentimes like lose sight of the bigger picture. Like, why are you spending time in college, and why are you um, working to get these grades to make a portfolio for yourself to get um, to eventually like graduate from college? Like, people oftentimes they lose sight of their like future of like what they want to plan to do once they graduate from college. Whether it be like going to like in my case, like um, I have a goal of getting to med school one day and like i'm assuming in joe and justin's cases they would either try to pursue something in the business field um and in matt i'm assuming something in engineering but in terms of college i always find college as a vehicle to get you to that place i don't find that that's our main focus that's just one step to get us to that place and so regardless of where you go um just as joe said that is just like it's like i imagine it as like a like a like a car like you get in the car and that car is going through high school that's your like one one uh stop and then you get through you get in another car and you go through uh college and you work through that and that's another stop and then you go to grad school if you pursue grad school and then in the future um everything that you do ties back into how are you giving back to the community because everything in terms of work like as a businessman like for um joe and justin i'm assuming when you guys want to pursue business 
it's some way you're benefiting the community, whether it be you start your own business and you offer a service. For me, going into med school with the goal of becoming a doctor is just serving the community as a way to um, treat and help other patients and people live the best life they can. Um, so that's what I find in my perspective of why we are doing everything. Um, because I don't keep my mind set that college is everything, but I'm trying to think after that, like what's going to come after that. Yeah. College is in the end of business. And I agree with Smith that it, it doesn't really matter what college you go to. And cause there are even people who don't even go to college and make more money than we'll ever imagine having. So yeah. Yeah. But for me and like, I guess the um, like short version of what Smith said for me, like my end is to just be happy with what I'm doing while making money, a good mm-hmm. amount of money. That and is a hard like, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard, but like, yeah, that's like the end goal, I guess. It's your like expectation, I guess, too. My expectation is to have a hard time doing that, but <laughs> I hope I can. Yeah. Well, going into, I guess, maybe a different type of perspective, um, that being our parents, this is yet again another question for Smith first, is that were your parents um, vocal about their expectations for you? And were your expectations different from your, let's say, your sister? Um, so to answer your first question, 100%, my parents were very vocal. <laughs> of their expectations. But I think in terms of, um, this is very common in Asian families. Like I'm specifically, I'm Indian. And I find that a lot of Indian families um, who come from like my parent, my, like with my parents' background, they have similar expectations for their children. And I think if you can correct me if I'm mistaken, but um, I believe like being, you guys have backgrounds, you guys are Asian yourselves and you have backgrounds with this, uh, similar backgrounds. And I'm assuming your parents hold you to certain expectations as well. Um, Mm. But in terms of my sister, no, we didn't have different expectations. They, they had the same thing. Um, My, my parents had the same expectations for both of us um, that it's, it's very, it's a very complex topic. I could tell you that because my dad and mom, they were even from the start, they were uh, always trying to push us to, wherever we can achieve like make our best achievements and that they did have at, at first um in high school uh they did have this the standard where they wanted us to get 95 plus on like every test and um, make sure that we have the highest possible average we can achieve make sure that we're getting involved in things outside of our school um and that was that was set that was a set expectation for them as well but i think as i said at the beginning things definitely changed in terms of um, expectations for my parents too, because my dad, he used to be very, very, very strict in terms of my grades. Um, in, ter- in ninth, like starting from middle school to like around 10th, 11th grade, um, he, he would get very disappointed and at points like angry at uh, why I'm not achieving the, a certain score on certain, assessments and things like that but 
he also like even both my parents and my mom was a little bit more lenient in terms of that but she still had very high um expectations in that sense mm-hmm. but they quickly it was like it was not actually not quickly but i can say gradually um evolved to this point where wherever um at least for me once my sister got to college um and then things kind of changed a little bit in that at that point like for me where i don't have to have straight a's in every class but the point is to have um the best possible score i can um i have like two questions i guess to follow up um were both of your parents immigrants that came here yeah um so my mom my whole family uh they used to live in india um and my mom and dad they both studied there they grew up there they studied there um they got their degrees there um and mm. then my dad first came here in um i think it was around 2000 um and he was doing uh he got a degree here um and then we we moved uh, to a bunch of places like my dad was originally he came to new york he was working here um and then he went back to india and that's when my dad and mom got married and my mom at that point was doing her residency for no she was doing med school at that point mm-hmm. um in india and then they both once they got married they both moved here but they moved mm-hmm. to minnesota no mm-hmm. they moved to new york back to new york my sister was born <laughs> then they were they moved to minnesota um when my dad's job changed and i was born um and then they moved back to uh-huh. uh um new york and then mm. yeah so it was a long process for them but yeah they are from india so that mm. i guess that gives you a different perspective on everything as well yeah i think um the other coaches can agree but i think in terms of like parents expectations it also like depends on how long they were here in america for and i know for me at least my parents um they didn't go to college or even high school in korea they actually came here um at a pretty early age and i think that kind of explains why their expectations aren't as strict as for example like smith and um i don't know uh does like joe or justin i can add on uh i guess similar to matt cuz i smith's seems like smith's parents came to america like good amount of time after they like received their own educations and stuff so i'm assuming they're more like affiliated with indian culture than like american culture but my for me my mom uh finished up high school in america and studied in college in america and then my dad studied finished everything in his home country in paraguay where he basically played more than he studied so <laughs> my, my my dad isn't really like having expectations for me as much it's more so mm-hmm. my mom but even then uh i know zho mentioned this with his like parents previously but like when you're doing fine yourself on your own uh your pre- well for me my parents like trust that i'm going to do well on my own and i like perform to that extent so they don't they're not like as strict anymore or like 
hold as much influence over like my academic performance per se yeah even with my parents as well and they both finished high school and college in korea and then came to america but even then i think like in the back of their heads they have expectations for me but then like they never really make that known because uh like justin mentioned with zeo's story about how if they know and trust that i'm gonna hold myself to my own expectations and i'll meet that then they don't really have that much to worry about and like grill me on the expectations that they want so yeah for me i've always held myself to like certain expectations but i guess one thing that my mom like at times would try to tell me about is like why don't you try being a little bit more i guess greedy and strive for like higher i guess but Mm. because i was already at the place where i was doing fine she didn't really push me on that yeah and joe mentioned how he sets expectations for for himself and i guess going into another question for smith do you find yourself setting a lot of expectations for yourself not um influenced by others and do you believe that setting those expectations are good or bad um yeah i i do definitely set a good amount of expectations for myself um but in terms of these expectations i find that having an older sister uh she's like a major role model in my life like i definitely like I look up to her when I'm seeing what I'm doing. Um, and I usually reflect because like, we do have similar goals in the future. Um, we both want to make it to med school. We both want to um, serve as doctors, but it's just different how, how we make it there. And what are we going to do in the future is going to be a little bit different. But um, in terms of expectations, I find that I have to meet these certain goals. Um, that uh, either my sister has done that before when she was in my position um, or it's something that when it's things that are different, I find that I set my own expectations. There's like, I feel that they're more goals than expectations because it's like something I want to achieve and then you strive to achieve it more than you have to do it. Well, I just wanted to like say, because I, like listening to what Joe was saying and what Matt was saying after what I said, I don't want to like undermine what it's like to grow up in like an Asian household. And they, your parents definitely do have like to an extent influence over like your work habits, at least initially. So it, it's not like as simple or easy as we explained it or how it sounded to me at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. But I think that all ties back into, um, at least for me, I've always, when my parents uh, are hard on me um, in terms of schoolwork or in terms of extracurriculars or things that I'm doing to set myself up for the next step, um, I, I've always found that my dad, he has a vision for like me and my sister, like what we are going to do in the future. He can see farther in the future than we are looking. And he always set that mindset, like, look, 
in your future? Like, what do you want to achieve? Because like all of these things are just small things. Like it doesn't matter that, oh, you got like a 90 on like a, a test in class, like that 190 or that 185, that's not a big deal in the big picture, right? Um, and And these like, I think expectations ties really well into like dreams. Like if you have um, a dream of what you want to do and you are like a good follower of it, I think that that's what meeting expectations can be like. Makes sense. But at least how I see it. Um, I don't want to say that you're wrong. In your, but in your, you're wrong in your um, like approach. But I think that different people are going to function differently. And it seems like for you, Smith, like having a goal in the back of your head, I guess, helps you and like motivates you to like uh, work on what you're doing now with the site on the future. And I guess that that's positive for you. But I think there's also going to be, a, on the flip side, people who get stressed or worried from having a goal or an expectation for themselves because there's like a fear sometimes of can I reach this goal for myself? Can I uh, reach the expectations of that other people hold me to? Yeah. So yeah, so I think there's two sides of the coin and if you're a person like Smith, then yeah, you should have a goal and because that's going to motivate you to do better in the moment. But if you're more of someone who's um, more like thought occupied and more worried, then it might not be as healthy for you to mm. like, hold yourself accountable expectations. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and I actually find, I actually, it's not too often, but I do find myself in that position where I fear um, whether I'll make it to a certain point that I want to. And sometimes that fear can cause you not to take the next step. I think that fear is a big reason for why people don't pursue what they want to pursue. And I find myself, I, I find myself in that situation sometimes. And that's a really good point because not everybody can um, have a plan in mind, but rather they want to explore what, what yeah. their life has in store for them, which I totally agree. Yeah, definitely going at your own pace is definitely important or important to take note of, but also like in the back of your head, you should know that you're going to make a decision at one point. And um, I guess having goals is an easy way for you to, you know, set a direction for yourself in the future. And I guess to wrap up our episode today, um, we usually end off um, somewhere to this, but I guess for you guys, um, when you guys are in the long term, I'm assuming, uh, when you guys are having your own children, do you find yourself setting similar expectations or how would you go about it? Uh, for me, I just go according, like if I were to have a kid, I'd go according to like how my kid works because not all the time is like enforcing your own strategy or yeah your own strategy on your child is ideally the best but i can't speak for that because i'm not a 
parent with experience. But in my opinion, what I would do is uh, let them try to like do their own thing. But obviously, if that doesn't work out, uh, enforce some kind of like rules or like, practices and habits. But I would try to do like what my parents do with me to just trust that I'll hold myself accountable to my own work yeah. and just meet my own standards for myself. For sure. Yeah, that's probably how that's similar to how I would approach it as well. It's just that one thing is how are you gonna make your child uh, realize the value of and the importance of self accountability and mm-hmm. and as a parent, like I I want to reach the point where I have that trust where mm. I could leave uh, my uh, child academically and socially uh, out there without having to worry too much. But obviously, like, I would step in when things are needed because mm. not everyone's perfect and everyone's going to make mistakes. So, but finding yeah. that way or method to send like transmit the importance to the child i think is one thing that probably have to look for the answer when i get older because i think that's a huge goal for me yeah i actually have a similar take with joe and justin um i find that maybe in the future um what i would do differently from how i was raised at least was Initially, I would ha- I would have um, I would guide my child through the initial process of just building that uh, good foundation, and then you just give them time to explore. Um, I think that in terms of our edu- our education and our school system, I find it very um, I I, f- I find it a very poor environment for people to become themselves and you don't get it doesn't give us enough time to explore and make decisions on our own and see what we really like like because a lot of people lack passion in certain things because they don't one either they don't find time to do it or one they're not given the opportunity to do it so when you're instead of being fed with information from like school and being told to do these types of things you go to school, you do what you have to do, you go through your classes, you go through the motion, but then you have to have time to explore on your own. What do you really find interest in? So I would give my child that time to just explore, figure out what they have a strong passion in. And then once they find that, they lock in, like they focus their attention on that. And then then it becomes where I would be a little bit more strict in terms of you find your passion okay now you're going to push to achieve whatever you want to achieve in the long run yeah i think that's a good point and just going off of what joe said before like he said the phrase not everyone's perfect and like i would just rephrase that as everyone's not perfect so um when we're like talking about expectations it's person dependent dependent on each individual so you have to do whatever works for you and like what smith said that could be 
finding your uh, own passion and then chasing that and having a dream in the back of your head which might help motivate you or it could be the other way around like we were talking about before that holding expectations can be like negative for your like mental health mm-hmm. things like that so yeah i would say in conclusion you should do what works for you what's best for you and just follow that you don't have to uh do what we do you don't have to like follow a set directions of what other successful people do cuz it's in the end dependent on the individual yeah and to finally conclude today's episode thank you smith for joining us on our episode yeah absolutely thank you for having me mm-hmm. and for the viewers we have our socials that you can follow we have our instagram and our youtube ncp_podcast and our discord and our discord uh which is in the description and um as our um 10th episode we will be taking a short term break um leading into our second season um and during that time we have our um ap tests and um a lot of work that we need to finish up um as we wrap up our senior year and so hopefully you guys will stay um updated on our journey and we'll see you guys in the next season so thank you